everyone and welcome to the first podcast of Gooner World. Yay! I am joined by my dad, Jason Ruggles. Say hi. Hello. All right. Well, this is going to be a regular podcast on my YouTube channel that will be coming out every Sunday. Nice. Uh, let's see. Just uh, taking in the uh, <clears throat> international break right now. So uh, what's first on the uh, discussion today? Uh, first up, we have Saka's injury. As probably a lot of you know, Bukayo Saka has been pulled from the England squad due to a hamstring injury that seems like he did have before he went into the squad. So it seems like an injury he's been dealing with at Arsenal for a little while now. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, I think it's great that he got the England call-up. I mean, yeah. definitely um, he's you know playing so well um but does he really need to be there participating if he has an injury so um yeah i mean it's good that he goes to the training camp environment etc but probably would have been better just you know staying back at the training ground and just healing up on the you know the hamstring injury that he has i mean i don't think it's a serious one but it's enough for him to you know, sort of miss a few games. And who knows whether it would be back available for the Liverpool game. He could still be uh, affected by that. So we'll just have to wait and see. But great recognition for him to get called up. But yeah, I, it would have been just sensible just to maybe have left him out and, um, you know, have him rest up at uh, London Colney there. Yeah, I agree with your statement. I mean, I think it was, I think it was unnecessary for him to get called up to the training squad when he was already dealing with a hamstring issue um it would just would have been better like you said to stay at london colony but he's not the only player that has had issue problems in the england squad also marcus rashford had as well he had some ankle injury i think and so he's back at manchester Moving on, um, we're going to talk about England's win over San Marino and today over Albania. I didn't watch any of the game. I couldn't. I was too busy with school, but I am going to let my dad take over on this and um, just explain his thoughts and reactions over the two games. So starting off first with uh, San Marino. Uh, yeah, I was able to uh, watch both games. Um First game against San Marino, um, I, yeah, pretty comfortable win. Um, they never really looked like scoring. Um, it was just a pretty straightforward England match. Uh, nothing to write home about the opposition. Like I said, San Marino isn't great. Um, could have been more um, than the number of goals scored, but uh, overall just a good start to their campaign and, uh, you know, a good three points there. So... For that, that was pretty straightforward. Uh, watching the Albania game today, uh, a little bit tougher opposition, but again, um, I think it was just pretty straightforward. They, they had some decent spells, but um, outside of that, I mean, again, we could have put a few more in than the, the two that we did. So, you know, but six six points out of the first two games is great. So, you know, on rolls Poland uh, this week. Um, That'll be a tough game. Yeah, that will be a tough game. Um, not sure how they did today, um, but you know, with Lewandowski in there, you can just, never count them out, right? Exactly. So, 
England will need to play smart and and steady. I mean, I think the main thing is that we should be at home, I believe, at Wembley. So we really want to try and, you know, get a win there as well. Um, Let me ask you this. Are you surprised by some of the call-ups Southgate has made to the England squad? I mean, I know there's a couple in there like Calvin Phillips from Leeds and James Ward-Prowse. Do you think those two deserve to be in the England squad? Yeah, I, I think they've they've played well for their um, you know their clubs, so I I have no problem with that. And you know, just getting different faces in there, freshen things up. I mean, there's a bit of a youthful look to the England side still. I mean, Nick Pope playing in goal right now. Um, I actually think he's probably gonna keep on playing him, even if. Um, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Jordan Pickford. Pickford comes back. Um, yeah, he just looks really solid. Yeah, today he looked a little dodgy on the goal kicks and and playing out from the back. He made a few missed kicks and that, which didn't get punished. So he's got to eliminate that. But um, yeah, outside of that, I mean, yeah, I think he should just keep playing him. Southgate should anyway. Would love him at Arsenal, that's for sure. <coughs> mm, as a backup, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I still like Leno. <laughs> All right, well, um, moving on from England, we're going to talk about the rest of the Arsenal players that have been on international doing during this week, starting off with Martin Odegaard. He played 90 minutes for Norway as the captain, and uh, they ended up losing 3-0 to Turkey. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I was actually watching that game yesterday, and (laughs) to be honest, um, I think Turkey played very well. They made the most of their chances. Um, Haaland really didn't um, do too much up front. They kept him sort of quiet. And Odegaard had some nice touches. Um, it was good for him to, you know, obviously play those minutes. He, he sort of looked fresh, but it was really a surprising result. I actually thought Norway would do um, a lot more up there. Um, but... Yeah, for some reason, Turkey just put a number on them. So you got all fair, fair play to Turkey. And, um, you know, this Norway, I was sort of surprising how um, how easy it was for the uh, other teams to sort of break, or Turkey to break them down in, in while they were attacking. And Norway's defense wasn't like the, the best. And they got paid for that, especially on the second goal for the corner. So And did that second goal come from the, the Leicester City defender? Sorry, uh, I, you know, I can't remember who it was, but uh, pretty sure he rose up at the back game. post and nodded it in. But yeah, it wasn't some special defending by Norway, but um, it, you know, it was a nice game to watch. Obviously, played in Spain, um, in Malaga, which was actually um, close to Gibraltar. So really, Norway didn't have to travel very far. They stayed in the same hotel, so you would have thought that would have been an advantage, but. Um, as Turkey had to travel a bit more distance on there, but um, I guess it wasn't to be. All right, moving on to our next player, Cedric. Um, he had a great assist in that Portugal draw with Serbia. I mean, his cross in uh, Diego Jota was just a really beautiful cross, and um, that makes me that makes brings up the question. I should say, do you think Cedric should be our starting right back going forward? Uh, for now, I think so. Um, I think he plays better right back than doing the cover on the left back yeah. when Tierney, Tierney was out or wasn't available. Um, so I, I think he offers a little bit more going forward defensively. 
I think he still needs to track back a little more. But even that, I mean, so does Bellerin as well. We just, but Bellerin just seems to just want to hold the ball up on the right. And if he doesn't see anything immediate, he'll just try and just play it sideways or back. And um, that's going to be frustrating, whereas Cedric will want to try and push on. I mean, you feel for uh, people in front of him like Pepe and that, that tries to make a run but never seems to get the ball at the right time um yeah. so i mean for now yeah probably i would i would keep cedric as a as the starting right back yeah i agree with you um <coughs> he's been playing really well recently and getting the call up to portugal was definitely deserved um moving on we also had nicola pepe uh playing the full 90 minutes for ivory coast as they won 3-0 in the AFCON qualifying and also everything related to the AFCON qualifying. Um, Aubameyang, Elneny, and Partey all qualified for the AFCON Cup of Nations, which will be held in January of 2022. And that kind of brings up a little dilemma for Arsenal, doesn't it? Well, it's it's really not a, uh, a dilemma. I mean, it's good that first let's go back. Pepe playing 90 minutes. That's good. I mean, you know, getting... Some game time under him since, you know, uh, right now he's, he still comes in mainly as a substitute. Um, so that's good for that. Party, I guess, played today as well. Um, he wasn't originally going to play right. for Ghana. Yeah, but they, they need him in the starting 11. So, um, I mean, it's cut club versus country. And in those cases, country goes first. I mean, oh, that was falling down item there. Um so, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. When you sign African players, then uh, the chances are if they're good enough to play for their country and get selected um, right now, you know, these tournaments, could, you know, could be, as I say, going on in January. We're going to lose them for a month. It's just, that's just the nature of, of how it is. Um, it's really bad timing, though, to host a tournament in the middle of January. Yeah, well, the Nations Cup used to be around that time and then they moved it into the summer months and i guess now they're going to start moving them back into the winter months for us in the northern hemisphere so um that yep that's that's what it is and you know it's it's going to be a shame but um you know they want they're proud to represent their country and you, know, you can't fool them for that so uh, hopefully um you know covid situation wise you know more people are vaccinated I'm sort of hoping that, um, really in England, I'm really hoping that, you know, they start to vaccinate, you know, professional players in, in whatever sport, whether it's like, you know, uh, soccer or rugby or whatever, because, you know, they do provide entertainment for the people um, that, you know, that can't do that. And um, I think it's a, a good idea that they should get them done as soon as possible. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the player's safety is number one overall and, I think they all need to be vaccinated. All right, so now that we've covered all of that, um, once the international break is over, Arsenal go ahead and face Liverpool at the Emirates Stadium, and I'm going to break down our last six games that we've had. Not between Arsenal and Liverpool, but just our record. We have been a win-draw, win-win, loss-draw, and Liverpool have lost one, lost, lost, won one. So Liverpool have won back-to-back -back games, and 
we're coming off a crazy, crazy 3-3 draw against West Ham. What do you see happening in this game versus Liverpool? Uh, well, it's always going to be a tough one. I mean, you know, with the international break, um, you, you lose some sort of momentum um, that you had before. I mean, obviously, just you, know, you, you can't give Liverpool a two-goal lead or even a three-goal lead, sorry, um, like we did against West Ham and expect to come back. I mean, yeah. the players keep saying about, you know, mistakes and we've got to do better, we've got to do better, but it's it still keeps happening. Um, it's it's frustrating. I mean, yeah, with the West Ham game, obviously the first goal, great strike by, you know, Jesse Lingard. There's nothing you could do about that. But the next two were totally unacceptable. So it just goes to show that even though I think the the players are trying their best or, or getting close to the best, some of them, they're just not good enough for Arsenal. And, you know, obviously this summer's transfer window is going to be big. Um, again, we've got to move out players that Arteta doesn't want anymore and try and bring in players that he does. Um, so it that's going to be the challenge. I mean, but against Liverpool, I mean, yes, they've been shaky. Uh, these you know last few games for them uh, you still got to you know be very wary because um, they're still such a great side it just it just but I mean I could see us winning it you know if we play smart we play well we can we can win that game um, but we just can't do what we've been doing the last few games um, and make sloppy errors and whatever so yeah it's this season is definitely more of an adjustment. I mean, I think last season when we won the FA Cup and in the beginning, the Community Shield, it was, you know, we were, it, you could say Arteta and the team overachieved in winning it. I mean, obviously winning the FA Cup, it's just, you know, you take it one game at a time as a knockout competition, you know, and if you put in a good performance for that game, that's good enough. Um, this season, you could see things haven't gone, you know, with us in the, you know, November, December was just horrible. I think Arteta was trying to figure out what, what to do. And he, we finally get in some form of flow going, but we're still making mistakes. So there still needs to be players that we need to get rid of. Obviously, you know, the players on loan as well that coming back, I guess Kalasnac still has uh, a year left. He has left. another year left, yeah. Yep. Uh, Torreira, I mean, Guendouzi, um, Mavropanos, you know, what, you know these players, you know, obviously Joe Willock. Maitland. Maitland-Niles. I mean, who? Uh, some of these players, I mean, you might like them, but when they've played for Arsenal, they haven't always done the best. So uh, at that point, I mean, yeah, they're great young British talent, some of them, and it might be that you have to let them go to to get the players that you want. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Arsenal fans seem to love their players and, you know, why aren't you playing Martinelli all the time, this, that and the other. So, I mean, Martinelli's just signed a long-term deal, you know, like last year. The guy, we got time for him to, you know, we don't need to rush him in and, and be the saviour just because, you know, Aubameyang missed a couple of chances and hasn't scored or whatever. So, um I mean, Martinelli does bring in, you know, a different dimension and that, uh, you know, and then obviously people talk about Lacazette as well. I, I personally love Lacazette. I, w I wish he would stay, but I understand if they sent him. I mean, he does a lot of work. I mean, maybe he wants to leave. Maybe he feels like, you know, he should be playing more as well. But um, I think Eddie's time at uh, Arsenal is oh, done. I, I think Eddie is done. I He's mean, had his chances. 
Yeah, the times when he's been he's been played up front and had the chances to put the ball in and there, he's muffed them. And you know, I think it's just good for him to move on. I mean, you know, we have to be heartless in this, um, you know, this league. And you hate to say it, but these players just need to go. Um, you got some younger players, you know, in the you know the under twenty threes. Uh, Balogun, I mean, he's going to be out of contract, so he's going to go. I don't think he's going to stay as much as Arteta thinks he will. I mean, his contract's done at the end of the year and he's going to go. And that's just one of those things. If a player doesn't want to sign and you can't guarantee him playing time, then they've got to make that decision and go. But there's others coming up through the, the, the ranks too. So, But if they don't make that step, and I don't think Eddie has uh, with Arsenal... Uh, it's time to sell him and move him on. Now, if he goes somewhere else and plays great, well, that's so be it. I mean, you know, that's it's just the decisions they are. Some players do play better when they go on to different teams because maybe they fit the system better or anything else. It's just, you know, just one of those things. So um, for the Liverpool game, I, I think we can do it. Um, it's just... Uh, what do you think? Score predictions? Where are you going to uh, go we for? Are we at home or away? I can't remember. We're home. I think we can win like 2-1. That's what I was going to say. Or even maybe even 3-1. It just... Uh, it depends on which Liverpool turns up. Right. But we, we're so... I mean, I know they got probably, you know, Jota back now. So that'll give them a little bit more. But yeah. defensively, they still have Van Dyke and Gomez out, I think. Right. I Yeah, I, I, I mean, you like, know, with Odegaard in and Smith Rowe playing, we just seem a little bit more fluid up front. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I might uh, throw Pepe out on the left and drop Alba. Yeah, it's always a big decision to drop your captain. I don't know if Arteta will actually do that. I mean, I mean, he scored a uh, goal and set up one um, earlier for uh, Gabon. I don't know if they played today or not, actually, so I don't know if he was playing in that one. But um, So, I mean, you know, he's, I don't know. I mean, with Alba, you know he could still shoot a lot of goals in but um no one and like i said arteta's no one you know is not droppable i mean if you're not performing then you don't play but um yeah i, I still think we'll win so i think you know i think confident that we can do a 2-1 win probably overly optimistic 3-1 but uh, you know if you look at our offense we've got like such quality there that we should be putting more in so especially against a shaky Liverpool defense so yeah I, I would probably put my money on a 2-1 and then you know if I was a betting man which I'm not I'd take a punt at maybe 3-1 um or yeah or maybe a 3-2 so all right well speaking of Odegaard let's go on to um the rumors that Arteta wants to sign him permanently I mean personally for me um He's done really well for us so far, and I would love to see him sign permanently for us, but the whole thing boils down to Madrid, and we know how Madrid are with players, and they won't sell cheap, and they usually refuse to sell. Refuse to sell. So what are your thoughts about that? Uh, well, yeah, I think Martin Odegaard has fitted in really well. Um, he's come in and done a, a really pretty awesome job so far. Um do Arsenal want to sign him? I'm sure they do. Um, does it mean we have to offload players? I'm sure we have to. I mean, the rumors are talking about 40 to 50 million. 
um, which is a lot of money, but if you want that quality, you're probably going to have to pay it. Again, you know, looking at some UK media sites, you know, they, they hear rumors that Liverpool and Chelsea are into it, but that's just typical garbage reporting. Um, whether it's true or not, I, I doubt it. I mean, sources, you know, it's just vague stuff. But uh, I think Martin is happy at the moment at, uh, at Arsenal and playing and getting game time, which he needs. And I mean, it really comes down to him as well. Um, it's not necessarily just Madrid. Um, but, you know, if Madrid are looking to get, um, you know, some players in like Haaland or whatever, that's got to cost them a lot of money. They'll have to sell players. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, if if they want to get Haaland, I mean, Haaland, you know, <laughs> not that players really demand stuff, but he could say like, hey, you know, I want, a, I want Odegaard to be with me at Madrid. You know, it could be that, you know, he doesn't have to go. It's all these situations that happen behind the scenes that you know the average fan doesn't get to hear of so um but yeah it's um i think you know we should try and sign him permanently if he wants to um you know it's it's so easy to say like you know arsenal need to spend the money whatever you know Kroenke isn't the person as everyone keeps saying he really doesn't put money into the team it's arsenal self you know a self-sufficient club which you know um, it's going to be tough right now. I mean, they've got that short-term loan out uh, from the Bank of England for like, was it 120 million pounds yeah, uh, for covering expenses so, yeah. and stuff, waiting for the the TV money to come in in April or May, whenever that uh, gets paid out to the club. So, um, you know, as an owner, he needs to step up a little bit more. I know he personally did the party deal, uh, which is great. But in this climate and the, uh, the billions that he has, um, then he needs to, you know, put some money into cover expenses and make sure, you know, Arsenal are on good track when fans start coming back because, you know, we do get a lot of money from match day revenue and obviously that's completely shot for this season. Um, so hopefully by next season, fans can be back in full. Um, and, um, yeah, we'll just go from there. But yeah, Odegaard, I mean, yeah, it'd be great if we... I don't know if they'll do another loan deal for a year because I think they Madrid would want the money. So, um, but I think Madrid and Arsenal have a good relationship going right now. So um, I, I think it's it's possible that we could get a deal done um, if you know everybody wants to want wants this to happen. I, I mean, I'm sure Madrid will obviously try and go for the you know milk as much money as they can, but. I mean, Odegaard could say like, no, I don't want to go here or I don't want to go there. I'd rather go to Arsenal. So he does have some leverage as well. But we'll see what happens. Um, right now he's playing well for us and uh, long way out continue. All right. And uh, also, just I wanted to mention another player who's been linked with us before, Emi Buendia. Do you think Emi Buendia would be a good, um, I guess, a good backup if we didn't get Odegaard? I mean... So far this season, he's had 31 appearances, 10 goals, and 13 assists, and he's playing in the championship right now. Uh, but we're just going to keep your options open. Um, championship is a hard league. It's, you know, a lot more games, um, plus all the cup games, <laughs> League Cup. Demanding is what yeah, it is. It's a, I mean, well, any of those divisions, you know, below the Premier League, I mean, they're all demanding in their own right. Um, obviously, um, you know, with the Premier League, 
um, you have less league games, but you, you know you have potentially more Europe or Cup games as well. But you know the the Championship, uh, League One and League Two, um, just just a slog. I mean, it really is a slog fest. And um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. Uh, he's having a great season. Um, does he fit the Arsenal profile? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, it's it's just tough to say right now. I mean, we we still have players coming back from loans and players still in the squad that we we might need to trim. I mean, you have to have a certain number of British players or you know players that have played long enough in the in the UK to be classed as a um, you know sort of UK player. Um, so yeah, I I we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Odegaard myself, but um, I'm sure everybody else would think that as well. So, all right, well that's all we have for this podcast, and um, just some final thoughts. Just wanted to say thank you for anyone who's listening, and if you're enjoying this, then stay tuned for the next episode. And everybody, please stay safe. I mean, I know people are getting vaccinated around the world and uh, continue to wear masks, wash your hands. Um, Hopefully, you know, if you haven't already had a vaccine shot, it's coming soon. Um, And hopefully by the time, you know, uh, August, September comes around, things will be back to normal where people can travel and see family and friends and everything else. But, uh, yep, we'll catch you later. All right. Peace out, guys.